Hello everyone. So this is episode six and today we're going to talk about being overwhelmed and feeling overwhelmed. As a mom, it's super easy to become overwhelmed, especially the more children you have. And this is one huge lesson that I have learned since adding the fourth child to our family in July. I've just been overwhelmed, truly, in all aspects of life. But I'm realizing that's okay. So I just want to talk about being overwhelmed with you guys because I'm sure so many of you can relate. And for me, there are four different areas of my life that really contribute to being overwhelmed. Um, and I'm going to just touch on all of them. And the first one is just having four kids. Four kids is a lot. We have the two older boys that, you know, are both in different activities. I feel like I jinxed myself because last year I talked about how they were both in wrestling and I dread the day when they choose to do two different sports because it's going to make my life H-E double hockey sticks. And guess what? It kind of has. They both have practice on the same nights in two different towns because we take Kane to a wrestling program about 20 minutes away from our house because it's one of the best in the areas and it's great for him. So we make that sacrifice. We make the drive two to three nights a week. And then uh, my bonus son has basketball here in town, but their practices are at the exact same time. So luckily, my husband has made me reach out to people, reach out to friends, and then he also reaches out to people for me and just asks for help. And that is one thing that has been hard for me my whole life. I don't ask for help. I can do it myself. I don't care if it inconveniences me. I don't care if it makes my life so difficult I will figure out a way to do it myself. And that's just how I've always been. Maybe that's not very healthy, but that's just my personality type. I know that I can absolutely do anything that I set my mind to. And I know that I can get all the stuff done that I need to get done. But at what cost? There is no point in me driving Kane 20 minutes to barely make it to Dallas's on time and me being stressed the whole time that I'm driving. You know, if one thing goes wrong and him being late, why not reach out to our friends that love my kids, that care about us, and that want to help? I'm glad that I have overcome that obstacle the last couple months, and that was a big step for me. And it may seem stupid and silly, but truly reaching out to friends to help with our scheduling conflicts has been a huge source of relief for me. So if that is one area that you struggle in, man, you're not alone. Why is it so hard to ask for help? It shouldn't be. I love helping people. And I'm thankful for the times that I've gotten to take friend, my friend's kids to practice on nights that I could drive Kane. I'm so glad that they asked me. I always want people to ask me. And I think I need to remember that. As much as I want to help other people, friends want to help me too. So if you're like me and it's hard to accept help, just let go and let it happen. And it'll make your life easier. If it'll make your life easier, why not say yes? So I'm trying to say yes more. And I think I've done a pretty good job the last month. So that's, that's one aspect is just accepting help. And another thing with four kids is my schedule throughout the day. Chandler is six months old now and Case is two. They both still take naps. And I have never been one to like stick to a schedule. I just follow my kids' cues. But with Chandler and having a two-year-old and trying to put, a two, uh, trying to put the baby down while you have a two-year-old that is a Velcro child and doesn't want to leave your side, that's pretty difficult because when he comes to Chandler's room with me, he's loud. He crawls in her crib and then wants out of the crib. He throws her toys across the room. He dumps all of her clothes out of the dresser drawers and out of her hamper. I mean, you name it. He's a toddler. 
One thing that's also helped me not be overwhelmed is just accepting the fact that nap time is not going to go perfectly. And that has made a world of difference for me too, is just letting go of my expectations. Just like I've talked about in the first two episodes. You think I'd learn, but I don't. (laughs) I have to keep learning. So I had to let go of the expectation that I could put my baby down for a nap without the toddler coming in there. And once I did that, my life got easier. And you know what? She adapted. She can be put down in her crib wide awake pretty much. She doesn't have to be asleep. I put her in there and I leave and I rush Case out of the room while telling him to be quiet since he's trying to sleep. Then we close the door and come in the living room. Things don't have to be perfect to work. Another aspect to having four kids in the house is making sure that they each get the individual attention that they need. It is definitely more challenging with a newborn. I guess she's not a newborn anymore, but our baby girl. Because as a blended family, it's always been important to myself and my husband that with the older two boys, we each get that one-on-one time that we need or that they need. Most of the time, it's them that needs it more than we do. We just don't realize it until we stop and think about it. Our world as adults has so many revolving parts and so many people and so many tasks tasks that we have to get done every day. And kids, if you stop and think about it, they have you. You, as the parent, really are, are their world. They look to you in every aspect of life. They depend on you. So, it, and this goes for families that aren't blended too. I try to remember that with my two-year-old. Kids need our attention. Trying to split that up and just make intentional time for me to be with my bonus son, me to be with my oldest biological child, my middle, and my youngest. She's on me all the time, so that doesn't apply yet, but it will one day. And trying to get all of that done, squeezed in between all the activities, it's tough. So being overwhelmed is a part of my life now, (laughs) but I'm slowly learning to deal with it and coming up with solutions to work around feeling so overwhelmed. And I think a lot of that has just been acceptance. One turning point for me, I should say, was I had dinner. I'm sorry. I had lunch with my best friend. And she knew that I was not mentally at my best. This was a couple months ago. And she just looked at me and she goes, you realize it's okay to not be okay, right? Like you realize being overwhelmed as a mom is normal. I have one child and you you take care of three to four two to four on a daily basis, it is okay to feel overwhelmed. And at first I was like, yeah, okay, but it's not normal for me. I can, I can handle a lot. It's out of my character to feel like this. And she just reiterated, yeah, but it's still normal. And that has helped me a ton. And just accepting the fact that my life is chaos. (laughs) It's a good chaos. I love it. But that's just the stage of life I'm in right now. So the second part to this in feeling overwhelmed is co-parenting. Of course, that's a given. Like I've said before, second wife life has a double meaning for me. I'm a second wife to my husband and I am a second wife myself. Personally, this is my second time to be a wife, which means for us, we have two co-parents, two co-parents that we deal with, two different people juggling our schedule, throwing wrenches in our plans sometimes, dealing with conversations, And this may sound so dumb, but it gives me anxiety when I see certain names pop up on my phone. And I know I can't be the only one. And that's not healthy. So I'm really trying to reflect on why I feel that way and what I can do to help that not happen because that's not a good feeling. So as we all know here, dealing with co-parents can make you feel overwhelmed. 
especially when it's stacked on top of other issues that are going on in your life. So this is what's going on in mine. I'm just going to be super honest with everyone because no one's life is perfect. And I definitely don't ever want to seem like mine is because it's far from that. I love my life, but it is full of your normal problems and issues and things that I have to overcome every single day. And on the days that I do feel that I have it more together is on the days where I'm intentional about my mindset. I wake up, I'm able to say my prayers, pray for things that I specifically need, and keep that intention throughout the rest of my day to stay connected. And that really helps. So it just comes down to mindset like everything else. You can make or break yourself depending on what kind of mindset you have for the day. And some days I have an awful mindset. And that happens. I don't think anyone can be on seven days out of the week. But I do think we can be on and have our good days more than we think we can. And it just comes down to intention. Even when the bad stuff is coming at you and you get those texts on your phone that you don't want to see, you don't want to have those conversations, you don't want to deal with it, breathe through it, talk yourself out of it, say a prayer, and pray for the people that you don't want to pray for. Pray for the people that you don't want to have conversations with. And it will make a difference in yourself and I believe one day in them too. So those conversations will get easier. And the third area where I feel overwhelmed in daily life is feeling that I have to juggle it all. And this is meaning towards housework. You know how much laundry six people produce? It's a lot. I saw a tip online to do one load of laundry every single day. Complete one load of laundry every single day. Put it in the washer, put it in the dryer. Hang your stuff up to dry and then put it up. Don't leave it on your bed. Don't leave it on your dresser. Don't leave it on your couch or, you know, your coffee table. Wherever you put your laundry, because we all have that spot. We all have that spot where we fold laundry. And my suggestion is, if you're bad about putting it up, put it on your bed. Because you can't go to sleep until the laundry is put up. And you're not going to ruin all of your folding and your hanging piles to go to sleep. You're not going to ruin that hard work. That will make you get it done. That is my personal tip. Put your laundry on your bed and make sure you put it up. So I have really tried to do that. I am currently on my second load of laundry for the day, so I'm feeling very accomplished. But still, there is a lot that goes in to maintaining a household. It doesn't matter if you are a working outside the home mother, a stay-at-home mother, or someone that works from home. You still have all the responsibilities of the house. And for us, starting in January, my husband and I, are eating very well, like very healthy. We both have some big goals for this year. My husband, his goals are going to be like two years. Okay, you're going to get, someone will laugh at this, I hope. My husband texted me two months ago and said, you want to make a bet? Me being the person I am? Of course I do. What's the bet? I don't even have to know what the bet is to say, yes, I want to make a bet with you. And he tells me, if I get a six pack, you have to buy me a truck. I said, okay. Also, you're the one that makes the money, so you're basically buying yourself a truck. <laughs> and then he came back with, well, yes, I make the money, but you manage the money. And you can, you approve or disapprove of purchases. I said, okay. So that's fair. That's fair. Drew, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry, but it's the facts of life. I feel like the bet, the chips are in my favor, okay? When we got together, Drew had just lost 100 pounds, was in great shape, and he didn't have a six-pack. At that point, you know, we had like the, the V cut at the bottom, which was real nice, but there wasn't a six pack there. So does he deserve a truck? Yes, of course he does. Do I, do I deserve a six pack? 
on my husband? Of course I do. <laughs> He's never going to get that from me because it's just not in the cards. But I want this to happen. But I, I, I have my doubts. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But I do. And hopefully this will add fuel to the fire. So if I listen to this a year or two from now, I will laugh at myself when my husband has that nice six pack. Okay, anyways. So he's working towards the six pack hard, you guys, okay? And I'm cooking all of our meals. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. I typically do that anyways, but we've just became more rigid, I guess I would say. I am, I've had not one cheat meal, not one cheat meal since, when was it? New Year's Eve, I guess? Because on New Year's Day, I ate good. I ate good on New Year's Day. No crap food. I am doing 75 hard. So if I have one cheat anything, it's start over on day one. And I'm on day 30 today. I'm not going back. I'm almost halfway through with the first 75 days. And there's no way I'm going back. I don't care how many dishes I have to wash. I don't care how many chicken breasts I have to cook. I'm making it through. And same for Drew. So with that being said, our kitchen constantly needs to be cleaned. I am staring at a pile of clean dishes that are drying on the counter right now. So that can be overwhelming, especially when, you know, I have two kids on my hip all day, it feels like. I record these when they're napping, and they're both napping at the same time right now, which is great. And before I got on here, I told myself, I said, if you want to record an episode, you have to get the kitchen taken care of first. And I did it, and they're still asleep. Hallelujah. So there's laundry, there's cooking the meals, there's cleanup after the meals, so then you can then cook the next meal and throw taking care of myself into the mix. On 75 Hard, it requires two workouts a day, 45 minutes each, and one of them has to be outside. This has helped me so much. I cannot recommend 75 Hard enough. It is a mental toughness program more than anything. Yeah, some days I'm super tired and I don't wanna do two workouts. But I can make myself do that. And it is really about focusing on your self-discipline and your mindset. And I absolutely am eating it up right now. I love it. Is it hard? Yeah. It's really hard when it's freezing outside and I have to go outside for 45 minutes and freeze my face off. But I'm doing it and I'm really proud of myself for doing it. And I will say, I think being on 75 hard has spread into other areas of my life. And it has made me be more disciplined in cleaning the house instead of sitting on the couch for 10 minutes. I saw another tip online that said, if it will take you five minutes or less, just do it. Just do it right then. So I've been doing that and it has made a world of difference. A five minute task, if you do a five minute task six times a day, that's 30 minutes of work right there. That knocks out a lot. So feeling like I have to juggle it all, of course, adds to feeling overwhelmed during the day. And another point that I want to speak on is that you don't have to do it all. There's so many days where tasks go undone because I cannot do it. I just can't. And I'm not saying my house is clean. The living room is clean, the kitchen room is clean, and the dining room is clean. Our bedroom looks like a tornado. The kids' rooms, the boys' rooms that share a room, looks like a tornado. And the two little kids, they're pretty iffy on their rooms. My shower needs to be cleaned. My vanity needs to be cleaned. The mirrors need to be cleaned. I mean, the list can go on and on. I need to mop the floor. I've needed to mop for like a week and a half now. Does it drive me nuts every day? Yes. But most of the time, I only have time to sweep or vacuum, and I don't have time to get to mop the floors, and I'm telling myself that it is okay because it is. We have everything that we need. Laundry is more important than mopping the floors. The dishes are more important than cleaning off the back windows that are so gross. They're not gross. They just, you know, they look dirty. Handprints everywhere. 
So prioritizing what I have to do every single day is helping me not feel so overwhelmed, being able to let go of those tasks that I can't complete. And I'm not going to stay up until 11 o'clock at night doing everything just so I feel accomplished. Now on those days where I do have extra energy and it's, you know, 930 and I'm like, man, I think I, I think I can go clean our bathroom or whatever the chore may be. I love those days and I go to bed and I do feel really accomplished, but it is unrealistic to expect that every single day. And on the juggling at all, the last six months have also had another spin on them. Um, as I've said before, I lost my dad five years ago, five and a half years ago. And dealing with grief is its own monster. But my best friend, she's also my cousin, we were pregnant at the same time. We are five months apart. She's been my best friend my whole life. Um, we'd always dreamed about being pregnant together. And it finally happened. She has one boy. He is almost four now. So we've just had kids at different times. Um, we were pregnant together and she went full term. Um, but our little baby did not make it. And that has been so difficult to deal with the last six months. Because when you have a best friend and a family member that is going through the worst pain of their lives, it's always on the forefront of your mind. Especially when you have been through grief pain yourself. And for me, it brought a lot of those feelings back around from my dad. When you know that you can relate to someone's hurt so bad, it can eat you alive. So throw that in the mix too of being overwhelmed and I've just been at full capacity. There will always be situations in life that pop up and make you feel like you're at your breaking point, but you just got to keep going. And you find that sweet spot of what you can do every day and what you can control every day. And I fully believe that if you just keep on the right track, and it doesn't matter if doing what you need to do, if the only thing you get done for the day is getting out of bed, getting your kids fed and making sure your kids are taken care of, and then put, you know, put them back to bed and you get through the day that way. And if all you do is make sure that your kids are happy and taken care of, then you conquered the day. You did what you could do that day. Sometimes having no expectations for yourself is what you have to give yourself. You have to give yourself grace and make it through the difficult times. And then once you continue on and you make it through those tough days and you only do the bare minimum, which is completely fine because the bare minimum one day might be your max capacity another day. You'll make it to the other side and you will eventually start adding on activities and tasks and you'll make it through. You will find yourself getting back in your rhythm and feeling more productive and being able to do more and feeling yourself come back to life. That's how I felt. So I've just been taking it one day at a time and I really feel like I'm in a place right now where I'm just happy and I don't feel so overwhelmed. So I still feel overwhelmed just because we always have a lot going on, but I'm okay with feeling overwhelmed and I don't let it overtake my thoughts. Man, I feel like this is such a ramble. So I hope someone can relate to it. <laughs> but these are all my true, honest, and raw feelings and what I've been going through. And I know for me personally, if I'm going through a tough time, it always helps when I hear someone else's story of things that they have been through and then grown through as well. So the fourth category in feeling overwhelmed and dealing with being overwhelmed and what adds to it is having a social life. I am a very social person, especially since being a stay-at-home mom. It is so important for me to connect with friends in person. 
because it's too hard for me to text. There was one day recently, mm, two or three weeks ago, where three people on the same day asked me if I was okay because I hadn't texted them back. My mom and my two best friends. All at different times. I, I had ignored one of them for like two days accidentally. Did not mean to do that. But they were all like, hello, are you okay? I'm like, dang, who are you that you can't even text people back? Especially your mother, what? So, um, yeah, having a social life is really hard as a mom and uh, as a mom of multiples, but I'm also learning that it's okay to say no again, because sometimes if our calendar is too full, it way stresses me out. And I have had to say no to meeting up with people and doing social things. I have a mops group that meets twice, twice a month and I skipped the last meeting because I just couldn't do it. I wanted to go. I wanted to see everyone and socialize for two hours. And they have like a daycare for the kids. So it's just me. I get to go enjoy a meal, but I couldn't do it. I had to say no and get stuff done at the house because it would make me too overwhelmed. And it is really hard for me to say no to social things. I have FOMO to the extreme. I want to be included. I want to know what's going on. I want to talk to all my friends. I love being present with people. But when you're already overwhelmed, that can push me over the edge is having too much on my calendar. I have to have days and afternoons and mornings where I'm just at home with my kids, just being at home and being present. But luckily, my friends do check on me very frequently and my friends often plan things. I'm super excited. This Friday, my mom's coming over to watch the two little ones because my husband's going to be gone. And my friend's having like a Valentine's Day party at her house that evening. And I can't wait. It's just a, like a group of eight girls. And I'm so excited to go there for a couple hours and decompress and just get to spend that time. And yesterday, I was having a tough day with just some co-parenting drama. And my friend texted me last minute and said, can I bring you over tacos for lunch? And that meant so much to me. Even if it's just for an hour because she is a busy working mother. But just the fact that she took an hour out of her day to drive to my house and bring me lunch and sit down and listen to me vent and give me her thoughts and opinions and what she's also been through and just validate everything that I was feeling made a world of difference. And I just appreciate my friends so much. So when you have those people that will drop what they're doing and just if even if it was 30 minutes to come spend time with you. You got to hold on to those people because those are your lifelines when you're on a sinking ship. Truly. My friends are my lifelines. I don't know what I'd do without them. But adding in a social life to the other three things that I mentioned with having multiple children, co-parenting, trying to get everything done, and then still have a social life on top of that is hard. So I, I really have just taken a step back in doing a bunch of activities and I am making more more intentional decisions on how I'm spending my time. And I do make sure I still take that time out for myself to spend with my friends because that has to happen for me. I have to have time with my friends to talk and just spend time with them. But I can't have the social life that I had before. And that's okay. I love being with my kids. So that's just another added element to it. But none of us can do it all. And I am constantly reminding myself that it is okay. And you aren't alone. So many people feel overwhelmed because it's normal. So no matter what you feel like you're trying to juggle and stay afloat on the sinking ship, if we get our priorities straight, it will all turn out okay. And it's also okay to disappoint people. It is so hard for me to say no to social things 
But when I do say no, I feel relieved. Like, like when you need to say no to something and it's giving you anxiety and you finally say no to a social obligation, no matter what it is, or just an obligation in general, if someone's asking you for a favor or for help, it is okay to say no. And when you feel that wave of relief go over your body, you know that you made the right decision. I am focusing on my family. My family is my number one. And to be able to do that, there's things that I have to give up. But at the same time, it also helps my family when I can focus on myself. And I'm able to focus on my family better when I focus on myself and my internal needs and what I need to do for myself. So for me in 2023, 75 hard has been that for me. Focusing on 75 hard and working on myself has helped me be there for my family better. So if you feel like you are not being there for your family and you are craving something for yourself, whether it be mental or physical, I'm not saying that everyone should do 75 hard because I do feel like you have to be at a certain place to commit to something like that. But find whatever it is for you to feel better every day and get it done. Even on the days where you really don't want to. Even if it's reading two books a month or maybe you just want to do something outside every day or do something fun with your kids three times a week, go to the park, whatever it may be, whatever you think can make yourself feel better, do it. And I know I have a couple friends that for them, it is getting themselves ready before they get their kids up for the day. Cause that can also help. You look good. You feel good. And that is so true. Even on a crappy day, if you can get yourself together, you do feel better and you do feel more confident. And confidence says a lot. Confidence does a lot for our bodies and our minds. And I do agree that you can fake confidence. The more you fake it, it will eventually come and turn into real confidence. So there's my spiel for the day. Uh, I hope a couple of you got something out of it. So just remember, it's okay to be overwhelmed. We're all on a sinking ship sometimes, but I'm not going to jump off. And if I do jump off, it's because my lifelines are carrying me through. And sometimes that is exactly what happens. You can't do it alone sometimes. So reach out to the people that help you the most. Because I guarantee that they are ready and willing to help you with whatever you need. I hope everyone has a great rest of the week. See you next time. Bye.